Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Ray's Sports Rant here for August the 17th, 2022. Here for the Dean Blundell Network and RayRoute.com. I uh, got some stories I want to talk about today. The Toronto FC had a disappointing tie to the New England Revolution. Tiger Woods is saving the PGA. The Blue Jays win. And uh, big scraps between the Patriots and the Panthers today. Let's get into it. Let's start with the TFC game. Uh, game ended up 2 2. Toronto FC started the game up 1 0. It then turned into uh, a 2 1 deficit. And then uh, Toronto came through, tied it up uh, late into the second half. And it's a disappointing game. And this game affects the standings in a lot of ways. The TFC had like eight game teams ahead of them uh, into a playoff spot. The New England Revolution being in eighth place, right? It was a team that they had to win this game. They made no ground on them. They still need other teams to do things. What we knew about TFC heading into this game was they had to win. That was the reality of it. They had to win. And there was nine games going in. There's eight games remaining. They had to, you know, win. The good news is they didn't lose. Okay, so they were okay with that. But when it's standings, it absolutely accomplished nothing. Now, if a few of the teams ahead of them win, then it becomes a, a bigger problem. It becomes a team. It, it's it's just too hard for them to catch up. There's too many teams standing in front of the, the, the Reds in a playoff spot. So a tie was devastating. It was disappointing. It was almost as good as a loss today. They didn't lose any ground on New England, but they didn't gain any ground. They didn't gain any ground on anybody in front of them. And it's, again, they were four points out. We'll have to see how everything wraps up after this weekend just to see how far behind they are. But ultimately, a disappointing game. Um, am I still optimistic that Toronto can make the playoffs? It's tough, right? And what we knew was we knew that they did not control their own destiny and anytime that you're not in control of your own destiny it's a problem so i couldn't sit here confidently and say yes i believe that you know this this toronto fc team is going to make the playoffs i can't confidently say that other things have to happen that's the problem anytime you're hoping that other things happen is when you're in trouble you're not controlling where you go but let me tell you where I do have a lot of faith in this Toronto team. That's moving into next season. And, I, and I, I'm one of those guys, I hate when fans are like, oh, next season we're going to be really good. Next season, Toronto is going to be really good. I want you to remember, Insignia, Bernadette, and Larea were not with Toronto to start this season. The impact that those three guys have had, Bernadette scores again tonight. Now he scored on a, on a penalty kick. But the impact that they've had on Toronto FC, it, it's undeniable how good it's been. So as much as this this draw felt like a loss, and I'm going to be honest, I was recording the Who's Got Next podcast tonight, and then I had a meeting, and I really I couldn't fully pay attention to the game. Um, so I can't sit here and give you a play-by-play. -play, but what I saw, though, was Toronto all over them. And this is why it's even more disappointing. TFC had 67% possession. They outshot New England 19-6. to Seven on target to the four on target. 17 corner kicks in favor of Toronto, zero to the New England Revolution, 12 crosses. It just, you know, it was just disappointing. They were all over them. They had the opportunity to, to beat them, 
and really the and the draw and the single points disappointing. However, what we see is a team that has been energized by the players who have arrived, and they're going to be bringing that core with them moving into the next season. Azorio is still a a threat on the field to everybody who they play. So I have a lot of confidence in this TFC team moving forward. I think that they can that they will do everything they can. I don't think that this is going to be comparative like to the Blue Jays who we're going to talk about who have just absolutely collapsed themselves out of, you know, I mean they're still in a playoff spot but out of contention let's say to really be considered a good team. TFC's really good. Uh I don't have a shit ton of confidence only because they can't control their own destiny. But let's talk about those Toronto Blue Jays. They finally get a win tonight, 6-1. They lost a series to Baltimore, though. They had a half a game lead on Baltimore heading into tonight, into that final wild card spot. So this was an absolutely gigantic win for the Toronto Blue Jays. This was a must win. We're in the dog days of August now. We're about to play September baseball in the next couple of weeks. My birthday is this Friday, and anytime my birthday rolls around, you know it's crunch time in the MLB. It also means the exhibition in Toronto is opening too. But I watched this game. I watched this team, and they had to win. And and I can't tell you the magnitude of how big it was because I think, in my opinion, if the Blue Jays would have lost today, they would have been swept to Baltimore. They would have been knocked out of a playoff spot. I think that I would have been ready to sit here and close the book on the Blue Jays 2022 season. Now, I'm not necessarily here to open the book and start talking about success in the playoffs. But one thing about the playoffs, and it doesn't matter what sport, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, football, you just have to get there. Get to the playoffs. Do you know? Do I think that this is going to lead to a a winning streak? I can't confidently say yes. This Toronto Blue Jays team, outside of a one game in a three game series, has not showed me enough to be like, yes, I have a ton of confidence in the Blue Jays. Yes, they're going to go on a winning streak. Yes, they're going to you know regain uh, regain a firm hold on the wild card. I think that this team has the team to be able to battle it out with teams and maybe fight for it. But I'm going to be realistic with everybody. I would not be surprised if the Blue Jays, by the end of the weekend, are out of a playoff spot. And they only have themselves to blame. All right, moving on. I want to talk about this. So this happened on Tuesday but uh, it's a story I want to cover. And Tiger Woods held a meeting with the top PGA golfers. Uh, I'm just going to read you a little excerpt here from Mark Schalbach of ESPN, who wrote, Tiger Woods is scheduled to meet with several of the top golfers in the world Tuesday in an effort to rally support around the PGA Tour in its ongoing battle with the rival Live Golf Series, sources confirmed to ESPN on Monday. A player who was invited uh, to attend the meeting told ESPN that it will include many of the top 20 players in the world and a handful of other influential PGA Tour members who haven't defected to live golf. 
It will take place shortly after previously scheduled PGA Tour Player Advisory Council meeting at Wilmington Country Club. Quote, it's a meeting to get the top 20 players in the world on the same page on how we can continue to make the PGA Tour the best product in professional golf. A player who was invited to the meeting told ESPN on Monday. So what do I make of the PGA and Live Golf rivalry? From a pure philosophical moral standpoint, I don't care, to be honest with you. I, I couldn't care less. It, it, you know, I, I don't I actually kind of embrace competition. Uh, any wrestling fans uh, in the audience who would have said been around in the 90s during the uh, during the Monday Night Wars, they called them. What we saw was two wrestling organizations bringing the best out in each other. The PGA has been going uncontested for a long time, and we see that with a lot of the major sports. There's no and there's no basketball team that's going to challenge the NBA. There's been a bunch of football leagues that have popped out. They never last the summer. The CFL is not going to ever, ever, ever come close to challenging a league like the NFL. The XFL is actually taking a beautiful standpoint this time, where they're like, "Hey, we're going to partner with the NFL, find some longevity in what we do." The PGA is 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 in is in trouble right now, or at least from a competition standpoint, where it's got the live breathing down its neck. As as a fan of sports, and I'm not I'm what they call a major fan. Like I watch the Masters, the Open, the U.S. Open. Uh, but as a fan of the sport, I mean, having some competition, I'll tell you what. Live golf has made me pay attention to golf more than maybe I would have in the past. So yeah, no, I have I have no problems with with competition. Um, again, do I support live? They got Donald Trump there. They're getting whatever, right? Like you know, I, I don't know why they had to go down that. I think I was stupid. They went down that road. Why split an audience like that? when you could just try to put out the better pro the better product, right? Like that was the opportunity for you to do it. Um, but you know what? I mean, in business, Eric Bischoff said it right. Controversy creates cash. So if that's the route they're choosing to go, so be it. I'm okay with competitions though. Was Tiger Woods the only person that could have this meeting? 150%. Yes. Tiger Woods was the only golfer in the world who would have enough clout to put the top 20 PGA golfers, not the top 20 golfers in the world, because some of those guys are over in the live, but the top 20 PGA golfers, he's the only guy with enough clout to sit in a room and speak and people listen. The reason that the PGA has been so successful and has been a cash cow, the reason that an organization like live golf can exist is because of Tiger Woods and what he did to the game of sport, of golf. And I know all the old school guys are going to talk to me about Jack Nicklaus and all this. Trust me, golf is a boring game to watch for a lot of young people. Tiger Woods made my generation interested in golf. I'm on the links all the time, paying my money and supporting the game of golf because of Tiger Woods. Then the clout that his name still holds, and he is a name. I always say that athletes get to a certain point in their career where their name holds more clout than their ability. That's where we're at with Tiger Woods, but he is the only person that can bring the golfers together. They're the only, he's the only person in the PGA that could hold this meeting and demand the respect of the room. So I have zero issues with Tiger Woods doing this. I think he's the guy who had to do it. 
And then finally, I'm going to talk about the New England Patriots, but not because I want to talk about the New England Patriots, because for a second straight day, the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers have brawled. A little excerpt here from Tyler Greenwald of Yahoo Sports, who says, for the second consecutive day, the Carolina Panthers and the New England Patriots engaged in what can only be described as a brawl. It got so bad that multiple players on either side were kicked out of practice. When all was said and done, Weiss was ejected as the as well as Panthers running back Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Cuba Hubbard, I apologize. Panthers safety Kenny Robinson was also kicked out a day after being kicked out for a different fight. Another fight also broke out during a return drill, though it's unclear if the two fights were connected. Are joint practices still a good idea if so many fights are going to break out? Yes. Because this is intensity at its finest. You don't get this type of intensity in a preseason game. And I understand that the preseason is there because you want to look at some guys. You want to look at your game plan. There's certain things that you want to adjust in the preseason. It's good for the coaches. It's good for life, whatever. But I've been preaching for a couple of years now, going back to my sportscaster days, the defunct platform that I wish they would scrap the preseason altogether and have three joint, every team have three joint practices a season or a, an off season and, and for a week. And that is the preseason because you're getting game intensity. And there's a little bit of a thing between Carolina and, and the Patriots, you know, cause Mac Jones twisted buddy's knee last year. He got all upset and whatever. It's not even what the fight's been about. Matt Rule doesn't know how to control his guys. We know that he's lost his room. He should be gone anyways. But yeah, no, I I totally I totally think that there's room for these joint practices. Let them fight. Kick them out of practice. They fight the way they'd be kicked out of a game if they fought. But I think you're going to get more game time experience in these joint practices than you are in a preseason game because all the in the preseason game is the starters that are going they're going to play like what a series, two series, and then they're out. And I'm telling you, like I, you saw Zach Wilson go out with a knee injury during the game, their first preseason game. Thank, luckily for him, Zach Wilson didn't tear an ACL and just derail the Jets' season before it even started. So I love it. Now, Kenny Robinson has been kicked out for two straight practices for fighting. Should there be further punishment? You know, a, a repeat offender, right? That's what we talk about. If I was Matt Rule, no. If I was Bill Belichick, I wouldn't want him there. He's been involved in two fights with my guys. Somebody could get hurt over a fight. I wouldn't want him. But if I'm Matt Rule, absolutely let him back out. Let them get this type of aggression out now when you can. Because if you have this fight during, you don't want to get kicked out of a game for fighting. I really wish the Patriots and the Panthers were having a regular season game this year. Because this is, it's getting intense and it's getting hot. But I don't think that Kenny Robinson, by any means, by any means, should be removed from practice because he's been a repeat offender. It's football. It's a physical sport. Welcome. And uh, that's about it. Those are the four stories I want to talk about. TFC with a disappointing draw, which, uh, you know, doesn't derail my hopes of them making the playoffs, but it definitely um, makes it a lot more difficult. The Blue Jays win, hang on to a wild card spot, but mark my words, I don't think there'll be a playoff team after this weekend. Tiger Woods trying to save the PGA one player at a time. And, of course, lots of fights 
but I love it because it's football. This is Ray Route coming into you from rayroute.com. And of course, the Dean Blundell Network over at deanblundell.com. This was Ray's Sports Rant, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, take care. You're all legit, kid. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.